Welcome to Soundscapes, the Swedish Chamber Orchestra's video and sound podcast. My name is Gregor Zubicki and I'm going to be your host. And today we have the great, great pleasure of meeting Janine Debic. Welcome to Soundscapes and welcome Janine. Fantastic. Thank you. Thank you. Here. <laughs> Thank you for having me. Well, it's great. It's great to work with you and, 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 and the whole experience of, of doing music together. And I've just been talking a little bit about, well, the, in a sense, the history of an orchestra, how an orchestra has developed and the road that every individual musician has into an orchestra and how you're, you're this individual and then you join an orchestra and then you become like this piece of a whole, of a bigger whole. And of course, when you meet an orchestra, you meet the whole orchestra mm -hmm. as, as, as opposed to, let's say, a pianist when you sing with a pianist. So what's it like meeting an, a new orchestra for the first time? Well, uh, at first it's pretty nerve-wracking, um, seeing all the new faces. And um, um, even though um, I'm quite prepared for the rehearsal that we're, uh, on the piece that we're about to do, it's still, um, it's nervousness is like a first date, you know, meeting new people for the first time and hoping that they enjoy the gifts that you're about to offer and share with them. But at the same time, it's quite exciting to be able to share that, um, what, that message that you have to say with the music and see and play what they also have to say with their instruments. So it's a nerve wracking and exciting experience at the same time. And of course the conductor in a way is your go between there. Correct. He would be the mediator <laughs> between the musicians and myself. So that's a bit nervous as well, finding that you find somebody who, who, who know, understands you. Yes, but fortunately, um, I have only encountered um, uh, maestros that have been able to share my vision or share my voice uh, as well as theirs. It's been um, really in sync mm -hmm. and um, very um, easy to then portray that to the orchestra and what we would like to do as a, as a team. Yeah. And then, therefore, the whole piece becomes um, organic. Yeah, because I, I think when it all works the way it's supposed to, everybody becomes more than themselves, in a way. Yes, and then the, the music begins to fly. It begins to have um, uh, a voice of its own, uh, with all, it, it, it mixed with all these voices that have something to say, and then we find one common ground. Yeah. I was talking a little bit earlier about this the journey for every musician somehow starts with, with this discovering that you have an interest for music and then being given the opportunity. Where did you start? I mean, did you start singing or did you start with an instrument? Where did you start? So I started with an instrument, um, but, at, uh, but again, um, I can say that I started um, proficiently with an instrument um, in terms of that? in terms of taking lessons, yeah. you know, um, after school. Um, uh, but I come from Trinidad and Tobago, and our our culture is enriched with song. It's it's just something that um, was already before I was born uh, in me. So um, because our culture and heritage is mixed with music and song and, and dance and everything, 
artistic um, due to the rhythms of our, of our heritage and our history. Um, this was already embedded in my, in my spirit, DNA. in my soul, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so it, it, singing wasn't something um, abnormal to me. It wasn't um, uh, something very strange. What was interesting was that I grew up as an Anglican mm -hmm. and um, my family and I, every Sunday we went to church. Um, my grandmother sang a lot. Um, and so that was my first introduction to classical music. Um, because as you know, we were a colony of England. So the Anglican religion is of, of, of the British uh, rule. And in the hymnals, you still have the scores of the, of the, of the hymns in the, in, in the, in the book. So that was my first time seeing these black notes on a page um, within lines from since I was a baby. And I didn't know what they were then, but of course later on, it was only natural when my mother uh, put my sisters and I through uh, piano lessons, that that it really, I, it, it just seems um, sort of a seamless flow from one thing to the next. It, I really can't pinpoint this was the moment that I started my training as, as, as piano because it was all just from beginning to end, just one seamless flow. And um, I, in, in school, in primary school and secondary school, I continued, we, we have um, choirs and we have um, lots of competitions among, uh, be, um, between schools and festivals. And there's a growing community. There was a huge, is a huge community of, of, of um, music and classical music and, and of course the, the folklore and heritage of my country uh, in these competitions. And we all took part in them, each genre, calypso, folk song, classical music. And when I reached the age of 16, I was fortunate enough to have met um, a new choir mistress who, have, who had studied at uh, the Royal College of Music in London and she, as an opera singer and she came back to teach art and, um, and music and choir and she heard me and asked me if I wanted to train privately. So simultaneously I took my voice lessons at 16 but I already had my piano proficiency from very young. And then the rest is history, almost. <laughs> well, it seems almost providential the way things came together. Yeah, um, I, you know, when I graduated when I was 17, 18, I, 18, I um, wasn't sure what I wanted to do. Um, I was very good at computers. I wanted to be um, a sound engineer. I wanted to, I took European history for seven years, so I was thinking about becoming a historian and a, or a lawyer. Um, I was also doing a Spanish as a second language and wanted to become a, 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 a translator or a linguist or something like that. I, I had no idea. But my teachers who taught me piano and, and voice, they introduced me to this world of perhaps you could become a musician as a career. And we don't have, uh, anyone as an example of that really at, you know, a top level, um, all we have are teachers, you know, but no one actually as a freelance performer uh, um, um, doing it at a high level. A role model. Correct. I mean, probably I should take that back. Um, there, there is one uh, tenor who is in, um, in England, um, 
but of my generation, there, there, there wasn't any. So I didn't really know or understand what they were talking about. So I had to do lots of research. At that time, YouTube had just come out, um, you know, learning arias or listening to, to, to famous opera singers. But I'd never seen an opera before um, until I actually went to school and I went to the Met for the first time at the age of 21. So I still didn't have an idea about what the whole opera world was about, but I, was already already um, advanced in a way that I was always involved in drama, always involved in, in theater, always involved in singing, acting, you know, words, text, all of that came naturally to me due to what I already had in my environment. Um, because we are a singing people, we sing for everything. I mean, all our advertisements have song and we sing at weddings, we sing at birthdays, we, we, we dance, we do, I mean, there's carnival, it's just, it's, we are dramatic uh, Caribbean people. So um, it was only natural for me to go in the direction of being a vocalist, uh, much more than being a pianist, actually. Sounds like a fantastic place to grow up. <laughs> <laughs> I have to say that I am, as, as, a, as really as traveled as I am, I am so grateful for have, having been born in Trinidad and Tobago and having grown up there um, in such a wonderful, diverse um, culture yeah. um, uh, and, and diverse people. And um, uh, we promote so much unity because we have so many different groups and religions and we all learn about each other's uh, uh, cultures. And accept each other's differences. Exactly. We have no choice. <laughs> it's a small <laughs> island. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, and there are places where they... they, they, they I <laughs> know, but there's nowhere to hide. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds fantastic. So what was your first professional opera experience? Well, uh, um, me at performing yeah, or as Performing. A... Now thinking of you performing. Um, on my first opera experience, I have to go way back. Um, I would say when I went to Theater Basel in Switzerland, this was my first young artist slash best um, um, uh, a contract mm -hmm. in, in Basel, Switzerland. And uh, there I did um, I was covering the role of Susanna, but I performed the role of Barbarina in Le Nozze di Figaro. I performed the role of Sophie in Veter in our young artist um, uh, production. Um, and something else, but I don't remember in the moment. It was in Basel, in Switzerland. <laughs> it was, yeah. I was right out of school. Uh, 2009, when I graduated, they, they came to Basel to audition. Yeah. Uh, students for their young artist program. It was their second year of doing that, second or third year of doing that. And um, they hired me on the spot and invited me to come for one year to, to work there. So I did that and that was my first out of school operatic experience as a soloist. It's funny because when you say Basel, when I was a little, really little, my mother sang in Basel at the Opera House. Really? And I was put into a kindergarten there. So, you know, <laughs> so it's one of my first memories of, I was going to say opera too. You are well-traveled. You, I mean, you've been <laughs> in Australia, in South Africa, oh. <laughs> Basel. <And> Basel. <laughs> but you're still based in Switzerland, or partly, or where are you based these days? I'm... 
I'm a nomad. I'm out of my suitcase at the moment because I work so much and, and, and I'm so grateful for that. Um, um, but I go back and forth between my home in Barbados and in Europe. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, fantastic. It's wonderful that you've come to Sweden. Thank and you. And that you're singing with I'm us. I'm so happy. I, I'm still strong hopes of seeing the aur aurora lights. <laughs> but I don't think that might happen because we're too far south. <laughs> Yeah, it feels strange to come so far north. And, and <laughs> or a reindeer. If a reindeer were to walk down the street, I would be thrilled. <laughs> well, I, I, well, let's hope for no, the best. Let's no, hope okay. for the best. <laughs> Thank you so much. Annie. You're welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It was wonderful to have you as our guest today, joining us in this wonderful conversation with our soloist, Janine de Bic. And I hope we will see you soon again and again. And again. <laughs>